0: Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Thursday, February 1st. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode... Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has been called to testify at a hearing over claims she had an improper relationship with a special prosecutor. A Georgia Army reservist killed in Jordan this week is honored in her hometown of Savannah. And officials in Macon say efforts to address youth violence are working. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis has been called to testify at a hearing over claims she had an improper relationship with the special prosecutor. She'd hired special prosecutor Nathan Wade for the Georgia election interference case against former President Donald Trump. Wade also has been issued a subpoena in the case. Lawyer Ashley Merchant, who represents Trump co-defendant Michael Roman, filed a motion January 8th seeking to toss the Roman indictment to remove Willis and Wade from the case. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee, who's presiding over the election case, has ordered Willis's team to respond by Friday to the motion to remove Willis from the prosecution. A hearing is scheduled for February 15th. Students and staff at a high school in Savannah gathered this morning to pay tribute to Sergeant Brianna Moffitt. The 23-year-old Windsor Forest High School graduate was one of three Georgia soldiers killed last weekend at a military base in Jordan, GPB's Benjamin Payne reports. As a young adult, Moffitt served her country with the U.S. Army Reserve. But as a teenager, she earned her stripes with the Windsor Forest JROTC. Lieutenant Colonel Michael Busteed was her instructor there. He remembers Moffitt is not just one of his top cadets, but also a deeply caring soul. I tell my students, you need to choose your friends wisely. They can either bring you forward or pull you back. And everyone that chose Brianna as a friend was brought forward. Even after Moffat graduated in 2019, Busteed says she would return to Windsor Forest to help JROTC cadets learn their drill and prepare for competitions. For GPB News, I'm Benjamin Payne in Savannah. Fulton County schools are investigating a computer security incident that involved one or more students. District officials told parents yesterday they believed there was unauthorized access to its systems, and they're working to determine the scope of the data accessed. The statement says the incident involves students at the county's Innovation Academy and is unrelated to a security breach that disrupted Fulton County services this week. Macon-Bibb County officials say a nearly $2 million investment over two years to address youth violence is working. GPB's Sophie Gradas has more. Dozens of local nonprofit organizations have been funded under Macon's Violence Prevention Program, or MVP, formed in response to a rise in crime during the pandemic. Homicides in Macon hit a record high in 2022, with 70 people murdered, a rate higher than cities like Atlanta, Columbus, and Savannah. They dropped nationally last year, including in Macon. Sheriff David Davis says mentoring, after school clubs and other MVP programs are certainly a factor here. 30 fewer homicides, something happened that law enforcement didn't get that call, that community uh, intercession, that community involvement has uh, has paid off. So has funding for tools like surveillance cameras and neighborhood watch programs, says Davis. For GPB News, I'm Sophie Grotas in Macon. State senators passed a measure today that could create a new city in Gwinnett County. Senate Bill 333 will allow voters of the proposed city to decide on creating the city of Mulberry during the May 21st primary. The municipality would be the second largest and most affluent in Gwinnett County. Supporters say the new city will be able to control development, claiming it will lessen traffic and prevent crowded schools. Gwinnett County Senator Nikki Merritt says residents haven't been given the chance to fully understand the impacts yet. There may be potential adverse effects on the county's economy. Again, we don't know. county hasn't had adequate time to do their own feasibility study. And a rush-through proposal like this will affect all residents. The Gwinnett Board of Commissioners says Mulberry could cause the county to lose over $9 million in annual revenue. Three members of Georgia's congressional delegation are urging the U.S. Justice Department to prioritize its investigation into Atlanta's Fulton County Jail. U.S. Senators Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff and Atlanta Congresswoman Nakima Williams pushed the agency in a letter yesterday, three weeks after a jail detainee was found unresponsive in his cell. Thirty-six-year-old Michael Anthony Holland was the first person to die this year at the facility, which has been troubled by overcrowding and deteriorating conditions. Ten people died in Fulton County custody last year. The Justice Department launched an investigation last year into living conditions and excessive use of force, among other concerns. The State Senate has passed a bill to allow sports gambling. The proposed legislation now moves to the House for more debate, but only after senators decided today to require a separate state constitutional amendment. That throws into doubt the bill's chances for final passage, since an amendment needs the support of two-thirds of both the House and the Senate. The move shows many lawmakers support sports gambling, but disagree on what kind of gambling should be added, and by what legal means. Members of a union representing Georgia University System faculty and staff gathered at the state capitol earlier this week seeking policy changes and better treatment for employees. GPB's Amanda Andrews has more on the United Campus Workers of Georgia's demands. The three key issues the group once addressed are cuts to higher education funding, collective bargaining rights, and academic freedom. Union members are lobbying lawmakers to pass Senate Bill 166, allowing public employees to bargain on wages, hours, and employment conditions. UCWGA co-president Jill Penn says the budget cuts aren't just affecting the faculty and staff. State underfunding of higher education forces students to pay more for an education of equality less than what we are capable of delivering and below what students deserve. Union members are also supporting Senate Bill 25, raising the state's minimum wage to $15 an hour. For GPB News, I'm Amanda Andrews. American Express is rolling out several updates to its Delta SkyMiles credit cards to give additional benefits to its users. The company is eager to soothe sore customers of Delta Airlines. Atlanta-based Delta last year changed its SkyMiles loyalty program in a fiasco that caused a backlash against both Delta and its credit card partner, American Express. The updates unveiled today come with a higher annual fee, which American Express says the new benefits will more than pay for. Officials with Macon Bibb County and global sports and entertainment firm Oakview Group announced the name for the region's new amphitheater this week. The new Atrium Health Amphitheater will present its inaugural concert, Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top, on March twenty-fourth. The forty-three million dollar project includes the twelve thousand seat amphitheater and other improvements at the Macon Mall. Atlanta native Chris Eubanks is making his debut in the Davis Cup today. The former Georgia Tech tennis star is replacing an injured Taylor Fritz, the top-ranked American male, in the lineup for the U.S. against Ukraine in the Lithuanian capital Vilnius. Eubanks reached the quarterfinals at Wimbledon in matches that many Georgians followed closely last year. In other sports news, the Atlanta Vibe play their first home game tonight against the San Diego Mojo. The Vibe are currently at 2-0 in its inaugural season in the Pro Volleyball Federation. And that is it for this edition of Georgia Today. If you want to learn more about these stories, visit gpb.org news. And please do subscribe to this podcast. That way we'll pop up automatically in your podcast feed tomorrow. If you've got feedback, send us an email. The address is georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.